0: Listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. And you know what? Really uh, happy that Anthony Gemino is in here. Before we get started, it's brought to you by DraftKings. And just so you know, you can put down $1 and get a free $150 bet on any game. 21 and only, Arizona only. If you got a gambling problem, 1 800 next step. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. All right, Anthony. This is gonna be a there's gonna be a lot of fun right here. We're gonna talk some Arizona football here. And let's be honest here. I thought this was a spirited performance. Yes, Arizona lost 41 to 19. The spread was 28 and a half. DraftKings, if that's the case. But I I came away from this thinking that this was a performance that Arizona can build on.
1: I mean, mean, if you looked, if you had came in with no prior knowledge of either team, but you were told that one team was ranked number three in the country and the other team had lost 15 games in a row, for about 50 minutes of game time, you would have no idea which team was which. I mean, I thought Arizona, I thought largely Arizona was a better team. At least through about three quarters plus, they had the – they had the better running game. They were controlling the line of scrimmage. They were controlling the clock. You just can't. You just can't throw five interceptions. All of which, you know, were except for the last one in the final minute. They were. They were all just killer.
0: The, the thing that was amazing to me, though, was the. Arizona looked like they were pushing Oregon around a little bit there, and I know the commentators were saying it, but how many times did Arizona get a push? How many times would Drake Anderson have the ball before there was three or four people or you know, three or four yards upfield? I expected this to be a game, Anthony, where, quite frankly, you were going to have people in the backfield the entire time. It was kind of like the first part where Jordan McLeod drops back to pass. He's got three people in his face. He just kind of throws a lollipop up there, and – It gets picked, and you're looking at it as possibly being taken back. That really kind of played itself out, and Arizona was able to punch back. Like you said, the five interceptions, we're going to get to that. But this was the first time against a really good team where it felt like Arizona could move the ball fairly consistently.
1: This was the first time also they were really dedicated to running the ball all year. And they did that with a lot of two tight ends, with a lot of fullback, a lot of two tight ends and fullback at times but just the formationally and um, just strategically this was the first time i think jetfish said we're going to come out we're going to run the ball we're going to be more we're going to try to be more physical than the other guys uh-huh. and and they were but man college football is freaking weird man i mean you, you i mean all the results from today were you know they they were pretty crazy how does a team lose to NAU one week and then turn around, go on the road and have number three team absolutely on the ropes. I mean, they were they were one play away from, like, Oregon's head exploding and melting down. So yeah. I, I think you – I mean, I don't want to tell Arizona fans what to do because, uh, you know, I tried that for a lot of years. I'm not sure I convinced anybody of my opinion or changed anybody's mind. But, man, I would come away thinking I would be – I would be very encouraged.
0: Anthony, Sarah Beth Greer uh, just uh, messaged us. And by the way, feel free to message us here um, on YouTube. We'll get to all of your questions. Um, And I think she makes an interesting point. She says, if McLeod had more playing time in previous games, maybe some of these jitters and bad in-game decisions would have been ironed out. I don't really blame the coaching staff for that. But I will say this, to her point, I think that Arizona going forward, I would assume that McLeod's going to start the next game. Um, again, the five picks, not good, but I would assume that Eric, or he'll start the next game. And you've got two weeks to work some of that stuff out. So to Sarah's point, I think you're looking at a situation where he probably is going to make some better decisions. This was really his first full week running with the ones there, Anthony.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. The other, you know, he, he didn't come into the summer. He didn't have as much time in the system as the other two guys. But I think he's got the best skill set. The I mean the the ball moved. It did. When's the last time you saw Arizona put together six drives of at least ten yard or ten plays?
0: Twenty seventeen?
1: I don't know. I mean it's a pretty arcane stat, but we sure haven't seen that much in the past few years, right?
2: Right, for sure.
1: You know, controlled sustained drive. Now nothing really went down the field but they have one play over twenty yards all night? Right. Well, that was okay. If if Oregon was going to give you that, then that's what they needed to take, and they did. But yeah, the interceptions. He'll he'll see things better. Right. I mean, he's 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 not a he's not a newbie. He's not just uh, some eighteen year old off the street. He started sixteen games in South Florida. You know, he's an older guy. He. Mm-hmm. I think he'll. You know, I'm going to give him the benefit benefit of the doubt to think he's gonna look at this, understand you know, understand what he's seeing, when to throw, and then work on, you know, he, he needs to work on <laughs> of his touch passes. For sure. For sure. Minutes, for sure. Well, minutes, minutes. But I'm um, again, I came away uh, you know for one of the probably a few times in history, came away feeling pretty good about a QB after he threw five picks, including well, I- one that led to 10 well, two that led to 10 points and then two others that uh prevented you know came in the end zone or at the oregon one yard line
0: right. a couple comments here so uh, yes i mean he didn't jordan mcleod didn't look like he has the greatest arm in the world but you know what i don't you know beggars can't be choosers in these type of situations and when i, I saw enough from will Plummer and gunner Cruz, and this is with all due respect to both, to say you know what these guys aren't the answers. And I'm not saying Jordan McLeod is, but Jordan McLeod certainly in a tough environment against much better competition than those two faced. Although BYU, we might find out is pretty darn good, but he showed certainly more of a capacity to be able to move the ball than either one of these guys did. So again, yes, the arm strength, you know, cool. Yeah. I mean, but I can, I can work with that. I can deal with that. I
1: can too. I thought, you know, when he needed to put it on a rope, he kind of did. It's, it's the intermediate and underneath passes
0: mm-hmm. that
1: I just thought he lacked touch. He'll so, be, be all right on that. He'll be all right. I think so. And you know, for that's you know, they they looked okay today, but clearly this isn't the most talented offense we've ever seen. And every once in a while, you're going to need a quarterback who needs to make something out of nothing. And can run around, and he's the best of that group too. For sure, so I'm
0: I'm in the Jordan
1: McLeod camp moving forward.
0: All right, so Anthony, um, going to get to DraftKings here real quick. Are you one of the people? Have you put down a little bit of uh, a little bit of free uh, free I, money? When they're giving away free money, Mike, I'm taking it for sure. And, and you know I, what? I may squander all of it real fast, but I'm taking the free money. Absolutely, and you know what? DraftKings is the spot you're going to want to go because again, you put down one dollar, you get a hundred and fifty dollar play out of that, and. Let's be honest here. Who isn't going to do that? Because you know what, I can sacrifice my dollar if I know that I'm going to get a $150 play <laughs> on that and I think I speak for a lot of people there. So put in code word PHNX. You know what? Give it a give it a shot. Anthony's a pretty uh, straight and narrow guy and you know what, if it's good enough for Anthony, probably good enough for you as well. I it's think that's a It's a lot of
1: fun, Mike. It's a lot of fun. You know that. It's a lot of fun. It, fun.
0: It's a lot of fun, and you know what it is too. It gives you some real skin in the game to where you might otherwise not watching Colorado State against Iowa. All of a sudden becomes a little bit more interesting. Now, again, you're a football, you're a football, college football aficionado, so you're going to watch those anyways. But for the common man, the layman like myself, it becomes a little bit more interesting. So check out DraftKings right there. All right, Anthony, let's get to the stat of the game here because I got two stats of the game here. Yes. All right, 531 yards to 393. Arizona outgained Oregon by more than 100 yards. Again, I Wait, get you looking at the right stat, Mike. I am. I'm almost positive I'm looking at the right stat. That's what I had. I've got. What do you got? 435 to 393. 435 to 393. Oh, we have with the sacks. My bad. Either way. So let's say Arizona okay. State,
1: yeah, it's only one it. way. It's not either way, it's one way.
0: <laughs> Which is the right way. But, so you, but so you got, all right. So but, but Arizona. Arizona either way outgained Oregon. Yes. That's your point. That's a win for me.
1: Heck yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, let's face it, we're um <laughs> when the team uh, the team you cover has lost 16 in a row. The bar isn't set particularly high, but you take the wins when you you can get them. Let me put it this way: that team, and they mentioned this on the broadcast late, um, the team that played this game tonight is going to win a game or two in the Pac-12. No doubt, no doubt. Now it
0: might maybe more because the Pac-12 is horrible. It might be too late to get in on over the two and a half. But Arizona is going to win a game. I came away from th- this game thinking that Arizona will win a game again. Low, low bar around here. I get all of that, but you certainly get that feeling, especially too with the way the Pac-12 is, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But if I were to tell you going into the game, Anthony, that Arizona was going to outgain Oregon, you're gonna you're gonna take that as a victory, aren't you?
1: Yeah, I mean, first of all, I would have never thought that.
0: Mm-hmm. So um, that's why it's the stat of the game.
1: That is a good one, but and and the manner in which they did it, it wasn't it wasn't Stan Stanley Berryhill turning a screen pass into a 70 yard, you know, catch and run. Right. They did it by being the better team up front. Uh And I really don't know if there'll be more games like that, but at least you know it's you know it's there now. And because they're, you know, it's, it's, it's not a great team. They're not going to play great or to the best of their capabilities every game, but now, you know, they can put it all together. And if they were playing Cal tonight or they were playing Colorado,
0: um, they win. Mm-hmm. All right. How good is the PAC 12? Because you just said that it's terrible. And not the good. reason, I, the reason I ask you that is let's talk about it. Oregon is the prohibited favorite to win the conference. I didn't, I didn't or and Oregon's good. Oregon. Uh, this isn't meant to minimize Oregon at the least, but I didn't come away from I didn't come away from this game thinking that that is a team that is one hundred percent going to go undefeated in conference, especially with the way that the Cats gave a spirited performance today.
1: Yeah, I, I would think somebody's going to get Oregon. I don't know their schedule off the top of my head, but Anthony Brown's not that good of a quarterback. Right. I mean, I just don't know if you go through a whole season of Anthony Brown at quarterback and. And, you know, you survive that. He's never been a super accurate guy. He's always seems to be a little banged up. And I think he was a little banged up again tonight. Um, So he's not that guy. Uh, DTR at UCLA, he's not that guy. And they've already lost anyways. Um, But the quarterback play in the league is really bad. Mm -hmm. Probably at kind of historical
0: levels. Right. And that's why I think with Jordan McLeod, it's a little bit, it's a little bit of breath of fresh air when we're going to go one more stat of the game right here. And this I think was about as telling as any other one. I really like that. So we've got five interceptions. Now that's got to be what's cleaned up. We got a lot of people here talking about, you know, what's the deal with the five interceptions. Can that be corrected? Here's the thing. I think the Jordan McLeod, is going to be a guy that's going to throw some picks. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But I'm also going to give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt here and that he didn't run with the ones all camp. And or he did, but he was the distant third right. there. And then you got Gunnar Cruz, you got Will Plummer. This was the first real week where he got 60% of the reps. And you know what? 60% of the reps, excuse me, he's going to probably get 80. of those reps for the next two weeks. So again, I think you're going to see a couple picks, but I don't think you're going to see five, and I don't think you're going to see some of the picks that are just like, what the heck are you doing right there? Like the first pass of the game where it just clearly looked like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to throw this one and get rid of it.
1: Yeah, but that was really among the interceptions, maybe that was the only one like that. Mm You know, Gunnar Cruz's decision making wasn't very good in the first two games. Uh, Will Plummer I think just has a it's Mod- not that good it's okay. Is, is a modest ceiling to him right yes um you know his, his arm strike isn't great his skill set isn't eh, he can do some good things but uh you're asking a lot of him if you're going to put all your starting quarterback
0: uh problems on him and so our, he, guy bob, our guy our guy our guy bob who used to call into the post game all the yeah. time I think he just made a int- really interesting point where he says, I'd rather have someone trying to make plays than someone who's missing them. And that's totally what I came away from. Yeah, this I, mean, I, thought,
1: I mean, it's going to sound weird to say because the five interceptions, right? But I thought his decision-making, when he got out of the pocket, he didn't, uh, you know, he knew when to throw the ball away. He wasn't like running out of bounds and taking sacks. Right. Yeah, which we have seen so much of from Arizona. It wasn't
0: an Adrian Martinez type situation. Well, yeah, that's
1: that's probably a whole different podcast for you,
0: (laughs)
2: for sure.
1: On there, but yeah, by the way, like I said, it's going to sound weird, but I thought his decision making overall wasn't that bad. Plus, they used, and I think it was some of the formations they used with some of the heavier formations, the threat of him being able to take off. The play action stuff was really effective as well, and I think part of that is be because he was in there.
0: All right, Anthony, going in, I'm going to, get, I'm going to give a holler to DraftKings again right here. I looked at the 28 and a half, and here's my, here's my problem, and this is why you probably don't want to listen to me entirely on how to bet, but uh, I thought Arizona would beat San Diego State. That certainly didn't happen. I liked Oregon to cover against Arizona. That didn't happen either, so take what I'm about to say with, uh, with a grain of salt. But what did you think about that point spread, and did you think that Oregon was going to cover that? Because I looked at DraftKings and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to take that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think all week any conversations I had around this game was like, how badly is going Arizona going to lose? Right. So I think everybody was more than willing to give the points on that one. Um, not personally myself, because I I I stay away from Arizona stuff when it comes to right. Like, but if I had been, yeah, I would have taken Oregon all day long. And, but,
0: and but college football is weird, Mike. College football is beyond weird. And and every I,
1: every game. I mean, it's almost – um, you look at whether it's Minnesota today losing the bowl of green after they shut out Colorado. Just week to week, it's like entirely different teams, entirely different seasons. So that, that makes – College football betting challenging, very challenging.
0: But DraftKings is the spot you're going to want to go if you do that. You know what? I also think in college football, everybody is a prisoner of the moment, including me. You've known me for a long time. I can make some uh, over generalizations. I can make some rash judgments. Here's what the narrative was going into the Oregon game: Jed Fish is in over his head doesn't quite know what he's doing. He lost to NAU, which is never acceptable. And oh, by the way, he's pulling his quarterbacks. He's pulling his running backs. Tomorrow, I think you're going to see a much different narrative where, sure, Arizona lost, but it looked like they had some potential. And more so than anything, I think people are going to talk about how it looks like Jed Fish has a vision. It's so weird how things can just change on a dime. And I think it's in college football far more than almost any other sport.
1: Yeah, for... For a good part of tonight, what was what was going through my head was something that you know happened twenty nine years ago. Mm-hmm. A down and out Arizona team that had just come off a tie to a really, really bad Oregon State team was a four touchdown underdog going on the road at the number one team in the country. Circumstances not unlike what we saw this week. And they, of course, they lost eight to seven at Miami, right? Um, but started something. Mm. I mean, the Desert Swarm was was born that day in Miami, and then Arizona went on a run not only for the next five games of that season, but really for the next three plus years. Totally not saying that's what's going to happen here, but this going into the fourth quarter, this completely reminded me of that. And, you know, I think
0: – How think so? How, how so? From a talent perspective or from a, just they were, from a
1: battle perspective? From a totally down-and-out Arizona team that fans had lost faith in the coach just like back in 1992. Uh, right. Uh, because, you know, we thought Dick Tomey was days away from being fired. Right. Because they had just a horrible start to the season coming off the bat in 1991, but then they go on the road, again, four touchdown underdogs, the circumstances nobody thought they could compete, and they showed a lot of fight. Right. Uh, literally, in the case of Arizona-Miami, they, they fought. We saw a little bit of that on the sidelines tonight, but I think from what – if they can – I'm not saying they're going to go on a big five-game winning streak or anything right now, but if they can take the good stuff from here and show the fans – and I th- I think maybe I'm wrong I think all the fans want to see is they want to see these guys play hard they want to see them stick together um they want they they want to see Arizona play with a little bit of joy and have some fun right and then whatever happens happens you know you don't want to go you don't want to go losing 52 to 10 but even if you lose 41 to 19 you're super competitive against the number three team and you're within a five points going in the fourth quarter that works works for me. I don't you know. Yeah. Everybody else can make up their own life, but That works for me.
0: All right. The cool thing about this, and we're going to get to a graphic in a second and you should, uh, da- you should download or subscribe to the podcast at uh, AZ Wildcats, go to the website, go PHNX. We got basically every sport, every team covered in the state. You had a lot of good deals. You got a lot of great content, uh, live streams every day, pretty much everything that you need. So, again, uh, subscribe to the podcast, listen to us here, go PHNX on the website as well. And let's get to something that I think Anthony's going to get a kick out of, and our graphics department did a good job the curse of Dick Tomey. <laughs> All right. Since Dick Tomy was let go back in 2000, 20 plus years ago, Arizona has finished the season ranked once that puts you in a, a category of about six other power five teams. You're in with the Vanderbilts of the world, the wake Forests of the world schools like that. Not, yeah. a, not exactly the Kansases of the world. Yeah. But even Kansas had a run. Kansas had a run under man genius yeah. where you had, uh, you know, finished seven. My question is two part question. Why has it been 21 years for a school like Arizona that, again, has never been great, but under Larry Smith, you had good teams. Tomey, you had good teams. Why are we in such an era of historical ineptitude? And what is it going to take for Jed Fish to be able to at least get Arizona back to where they're flirting around that top 25 region?
1: Well, I think we're probably have to just start going coach by coach, right? Mm -hmm. You know, Mankovic disaster never had a chance to work. Live and good kind of went off the grid and just plucked him out when makovic wasn't even a candidate right so that set the program back quite a bit it took mike stoops a few years you know i mike had some great staffs he had some great coaching staff especially early
0: and some great recruiting classes
1: and you know he brought in some good talent he you know, the thing i always say about Bust Stoops was that he got, he got the program from point A to point B. Right. He just couldn't, he just couldn't get there. Right. And then the new, you know, new athletic director comes in and Greg Byrne and, you know, doesn't really not his guy. Mike doesn't help himself with all the sideline antics stuff. And so when he starts, when he starts on his slide, Greg Byrne comes right in and makes another change. Again, doesn't, not a lot of talent there. I think Mike Stoops. I think when his brother left, I think a lot of the the program started to fall off. So you know, Rich Rod I think is an offensive genius. Um, yeah. Anybody who can take no no offense to BJ Danker. I know what he, you're going to go. I
0: knew you were going to go there.
1: Great dude, man. But um, you know, he turns BJ
0: Danker into an all conference caliber type quarterback.
1: Yeah, he. He turned B.J. Danker into a quarterback you could win with. No Mm -hmm. offense. No offense to B.J. Danker. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying. He -hmm. can he can take anybody's QB. He can take any. I think Rich Rod's the kind of guy who take anybody's average personnel and make it work. He totally whiffed on the recruiting part of it. You know. You've heard me. You've heard me say this. Mike. I think Rich Rod's original sin was he. Compiled his old staff, right, and thought exactly what would work at West Virginia would work in Arizona. But he, that, those early staffs had nobody who could recruit California, who could recruit Arizona, or could recruit Texas. So they kind of stumbled along there, had that one great year, they win the South, um, but then it was all downhill. By the end, you know, he's going one and eight in the league. And then we get to Kevin Semelin, who's another disaster.
2: Right. Um,
1: so, so, so what, is, what is Jet Fish doing differently? Jet Fish, at least in the first...
0: Give me some optimism. Give me something where I can go and you know what? This well, is different than... More
1: than I do. He's recruiting Arizona better than any of those guys I just mentioned. Right. So and that, have- that's where you have to start. And if mm-hmm. he's holding those guys together, and if he's getting those kids from... He's getting the four-star kids from SoCal. Mm-hmm. Once again, he's doing better than... All those four guys I just mentioned.
0: And I think back to myself, and you covered uh, uh, Chester Burnett back in the day. You know, great. Um, Chester Burnett was a great player. Great player. His son, and this is, I think, the, if you're looking for optimism right here, this is where you want to go with because Keon Burnett was a kid, Chester Burnett's son, committed to USC. High four-star kid, can pretty much go anywhere in the nation he wants, hence why he was committed to USC. Jed Fish gets in. Jed Fish, pull, Jed Fish reels him in. And I'm sorry. I just, I'm sorry. I know that was, I know that was really bad. But Jed Fish, Jed Fish reels him in. And you know what? He's, you've got a guy that you can build around. You got his quarterback as well. There's mm-hmm. certainly a vision with Jed Fish that I don't think that any of these other coaches had, at least from a recruiting perspective. Now, here's my next question. And this is from Z Boy 12345 what what do you expect from the what do you expect from the fans hmm because after the NAU game again i think there was probably about 18 to 20,000 people there i don't think there was a lot of people um i and i get it i i think at least from the people that i was talking to during the game I think this game gives you a little bit of a momentum going into your next home game. Not a ton, but I think it gives you a little bit more optimism. And the main reason why is everybody loves to talk about the quarterback. And I think people had seen enough from Gunner Cruz and Will Plummer. I think with Jordan McLeod, it's a little bit of a, eh, okay, Arizona quitted themselves. I think you're going to see a little bit more of a fan show up than you probably would have otherwise.
1: Yeah, I mean, you have two weeks to kind of feel good about what happened against Oregon. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, you think you've got that quarterback piece settled, at least for now. Um, you got UCLA coming in, going to be a ranked team on family weekend. Um, so you can see attendance pick up just because of all those things. But in general, Mike, Arizona is a show me you can win first.
2: yeah, And it should fun. be.
0: And it honestly, with as much as we've been through, it should be.
1: Right. But it, it was that way back in the 90s, too. Right. I mean, when when Arizona was putting together some good runs, um, m- most of the time those were unexpected. Right. I mean, nobody nobody saw 92 coming. 98, You know, they'd been building toward it, but nobody expected what happened in 98 and usually the fans came on board after
0: right and that's when they got disappointed that's when it's they got like
1: 99 in. and not 98 right and yeah you're right and that's then they had their expectations built up and they were you
2: know
1: ready to party and ready to go to the dance and that's when things fell apart so you get frustrated and once you ride that roller coaster too many times you don't want to go back on so i so think
0: that's where, that's where arizona is Well, the reason, also another reason that we got you on is we've, let's talk, let's move ahead a little bit to the UCLA game. And before we do that though, uh, Bob, Bob has been fantastic on here. So you know what, Bob talking quite a bit about, uh, he goes to the game because he can eat, drink and be in the AC. I get that. And I think a lot of people are like, I I think a lot of people are like that, but how much of an issue is attendance pretty much across the nation?
1: Yeah, I mean, what you just mentioned is a national systemic problem,
0: mm-hmm. and it's
1: different than just the times we live in. Mm-hmm. We've all got big screen TVs and the comfort, and we have pretty much, depending on what packages you want to have, you can watch like any game in the country, right? Or all of them, and you can do it for 15 hours. You know, you don't have to go. That's a huge college football, it's a huge commitment, right? I mean, if you if you're gonna go before the game, do some tailgating, do some drinking, eating, whatever it is. The game's gonna last at least three and a half hours, and you gotta get out, parking, traffic, all that stuff. I, I applaud fans who make that kind of commitment. That's
0: hard. Um, do you so make that commitment? Committ- do you make that commitment, Anthony? Would I do that? Yes. Putting you on the spot right there. Not
1: every day. Not every. Not every
2: game. Right.
1: right? If I was going as a fan, I'd go. Right, but not for football. Yeah. Or, so, or I wouldn't go if it's starting at eight thirty at night against a team I don't really love to see, and the weather may be bad. <laughs> I,
0: all right, all so, my comforts, Mike. All right, so let's let's look ahead a little bit to let's look ahead a little bit to UCLA. They're going to be coming in. To, you're going to be uh, playing them, not next week, but the week after. I think October 9th. UCLA is coming in here. They're going to be ranked. It looks like Chip Kelly has finally got, again, it's not like he had it at Oregon, but it looks like he's finally got his guys. This, it's a fairly decent UCLA team, and they put up a lot of different they, – they put up a lot of points. They put up a lot of yards. Does Arizona have a chance in this game? That's the longest
1: – feels like a years away yet. Uh-huh. Um, based on tonight – Based on, I think, UCLA still, they're talented, but they're still a little up and down. Right. And I, well, I think me and most people who follow college football don't really trust Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Right. Because he can have one of those games where he throws, like, I don't know, five interceptions. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that could happen. So if Arizona keeps, if they feel good from what happened tonight, which they should, and and get Jordan McLeod to stop throwing the ball to the other guys. Yeah, I think they probably have a shot. But college football
0: being as weird as it is, as it is, they'll probably lose by 40. Now, what's the atmosphere now? Uh, KB Thiel, I think, uh, he's, a, he's a younger guy. He's, uh, he um, went to the U of A, and he says, this is pretty funny. He says, the atmosphere is why you go. I love fights, and the view is 1,000 times better on TV. But when I do go, because the atmosphere is awesome. It's the same thing with college football, basically. So uh, you just need people to show up there. Oh, and $8 sodas doesn't help out. Yeah. Well, what do the beers cost there now? I think about 8, eight nine bucks. 9 Okay. Something like that. So yeah. you, better, you better put a good product on. But I think people generally, especially with Arizona football, I've always gone for the tailgate and the environment. And I think that's pretty much the way it is in college football.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think a large part of it is you're going because – it's a it's a party. You're hanging out with your friends. You're hanging out with your family. Um, and in a lot of cases, people have been doing that for years and years and years, so it's also a tradition. But to, So I think that's that core group. I don't know how many that is for like a regular game where you got maybe a core of 20,000. Right. And you got to hustle and work and win to get what is now the, the remaining 30,000. So you can fill up your 50,000 seat stadium, but you know, it, when Arizona was going good, they sure didn't have problem putting 57 in there.
0: All right, Anthony on a, uh, on a draft Kings note. And again, $1 down gets you $150 free play. You got NFL coming up. You got Monday night football, heck basketball's right around the corner that there's going to be a lot of different things that you can scratch that betting urge with. I'm going to put you on the uh, spot here, Anthony. Yeah, uh, what do you think the open? What do you think on DraftKings? The line opens up with UCLA Arizona again. Two weeks off. Yeah. I'm putting you on. But what would prognosticator DraftKings aficionado Anthony Gemino? What would you put that point spread at?
1: Man, is, does is UCLA even playing next week? I don't even know. I don't know. Playing.
0: I don't know either. But you know what? That's the that joy is- of what I just asked you right now. All right, UCLA by 13. So you th- UCLA is going to be minus 13 on DraftKings, you think? Yeah, I'll go with that. All right, I can see that. I can see that. And you know what? If you're late, don't be late to the party. Get in. You can get that $150 bet in. And you know what? Anthony just said that he would put it in about 13. So if it's a little bit more advantageous in that regard, just saying, maybe throw something down there. But overall, Anthony, before we sign off here, just – Kind of just wrap wrap this thing up for me right here, and how much better did Arizona play than you really thought they were coming in?
1: I mean, coming off a loss to NAU, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I know I, I know all the talk last week was you know has, and I think you wrote this has the program hit rock bottom? Mm-hmm. Uh, my take was you can't get to somewhere where you already are. Right. I mean, they were already to me seventy to seven to end last season mm-hmm. is. By far the the most bottomist of the bottom. Okay. You're going to be hearing about that for the next 50 years. You know. Uh, You're
0: going to see billboards like that. Yeah. I
1: mean, I don't <laughs> think I don't think NAU's putting up or any of its fans are putting up billboards on I 10 about beating Arizona in football.
0: Anthony, real quickly, Z Boy uh, one, two, three, four, five hold, held us out here. UCLA plays ASU next week. Ooh. That's actually a fun game.
1: It could be. I haven't been totally impressed with ASU yet, but like the rest of the league. Right. uh, But they can still get there Mm -hmm. if they don't go on probation first.
0: I was going to say, that's going to be the key. We we got an Arizona Wildcat that we can also probably lump in there for maybe getting a little bit of trouble as well. (laughs) (laughs) but uh, overall I was, I was very, I was very enthused by it. I thought this was going to be something where it was going to be 49 to seven. I thought that, you know, I didn't know how Arizona was going to score. I didn't know how Arizona was, even if Oregon called off the dogs, I didn't think that Arizona on offense had the talent to even go against the second and third stringers, but that was a little bit of an overreaction. Kind of like I talked about earlier in the show that sometimes people make it a little bit of an overreaction, but, uh, Anthony been very fun having you on and uh, I'd like to get you on for some more post games. If that's all right with you, we can do that for, for Anthony Jimino. I am Mike Luke be back with you on Monday and thanks for listening to the AZ wildcats podcast.